I just don't like how y'all be putting me in these situations, man. <laughs> I mean, Chris, by all means, you have every right to generate a would you rather or a scenario. I'm not going to stop y'all. I, I promise. But no, no, today's... No, no. I can take it, too. Today's is going to be you have to give your co-host a power that you know like would make their life miserable. That for the average person might not be that bad. You know what, Gibbs, you've been thinking about yours. You go. Because this is this is tough right, for me. I've been thinking right, about it for oh, a minute. Oh, I got oh, I got them. I got I got these down in the back. So y'all ever seen the movie? Um, I want to say, was it was it Project Power? Or was it something else where like people could heal others, but whenever they healed other people, like they would get those scars or they would get whatever they took away from another person. No, I'm not hip. Okay, well, that, but I would want a super version of that for Chris. Whatever emotional state he inflicts upon other people, he immediately feels in like either their emotions <laughs> or physically. Hey, yo, what? Like that would be hilarious to watch. But Chris, mind you, this is a superpower. So like if you give somebody bliss or happiness or joy, you will experience that 10 times over. And granted, for the average person, it's like, eh, it's life. Like, you know. You make some people feel good, some people feel bad. You'll be okay. For you, Chris, there's something about that power that tells me you'd have a very, very hard time with it. You'd, you'd have a difficult time managing. I don't know what you're about, <laughs> I have a great time with that. Hey, I, I understand. I'm sure you would. Josh, yours. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. All right. See, most of them that I came up with for you, most of the original ideas would like all be tough for like regular people too. Because like the first one I thought about was like. Uh, pheromone based reproduction so like if you were excited and you were next to somebody you would like start their reproductive process like you would literally... what if I'm just having a good day and then that's why I said yeah that would be terrible for most people that would be terrible for most people but the specific thing that I would like the specific thing that I would give you that would like be like oh my god this is terrible is or for you at least is um, you can no longer get any you can no longer feel any like exhaustion or pain when it came to like staring at screens but when it came to like talking to or dealing with people face to face you would get fatigued the same way we do from staring at screens huh so like if you were talking to somebody for like 20 minutes immediately like your brain would start to fry like what the hell is happening right now the same way it would if we were like staring at a screen for that long I think that's a tough trade, but what I'd be willing to take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you say that now. You say that now. <laughs> but I just feel like over time, that would be much tougher for you. That would be much tougher over time. All right. Um, I got mine. Chris, yours would be you got the ability to read minds, but other people, whoever mind you read, could read yours too. Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, that, that's tough, but I'm kind of like, you know what you're getting when you deal with me. So it's like, <laughs> you know. What if it's a random mind? person or somebody that you don't know like that? Like it's somebody that's just in passing. I mean, you talk to me for 10 minutes. You, you kind of know me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hide nothing. I don't really hide nothing. <laughs> 
They said, past the 10 minute mark, you're going to know exactly who I am. What What would you give me, Josh? Uh, Gibbs, I would give you the superpower to be invisible. However, you cannot control when it activates. Oh, oh that's tough. That's tough. That's, that's, that's tough. But honestly, that would be tough for most people. So I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. That that one would be that would be terrible. Chris, what you got for us? All right, Gibbs. For yours, I, it's kind of like a, a a superpower mixed with like a a thing, like just something that you you will be born with. But I would give if, if those that don't know Gibbs, Gibbs one of the nicest human beings. He don't shame people. He don't bully nobody. You know, Gibbs. You know, he mind his business, stay low key, stay out the way. Right? That's just Gibbs. Natural. I try to. I, I try to. Yeah, yeah. So I would give the Gibbs the ability that. He can never fully love somebody. He just has to like strongly like him, but he can never fully love somebody because that'd be a big chunk of who Gibbs is. He'd what be is like, the power? Man. That's wild. Right? That's saying. wild. <laughs> It'd just be like, no matter how much. I mean, you it could be a gift somebody, of the terms. You can't do it. You know, you can't do it. You can't do fair. it. That's fair. Because that's Honestly, who you are. Man. You you a lover boy. You love everybody, man. We do. We I do make terrible decisions about how I love. So that might be a superpower for me. That might be. <laughs> The amount of bands I, I spent behind, like, oh yeah, I love you. I got you. Ooh, Lord Jesus. What would you give Josh? So for Josh, anything that he touches, right? Mm-hmm. He will automatically make technology out of it, right? So like if it's a anything he touches, like if it's a woman, anything he touches, he'll instantly make a, a robot out of out of her. You know what I mean? Anything he touches, all of like he turned into technology because he loved tech. And I, it's it's a few people that I hope he turned into a robot. You know, just 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 off the strength. But that would actually be hilarious. That would actually be hilarious. That would, the the touch, but for technology, ooh, that would suck. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. all right. I feel it. I feel it. Well, fellas. We got a show to get into today, and we, we're here. We're going to talk to y'all about these sports because there's not much going on during the summer, but even still, the Facts Over Axe crew is here for you, and we got to talk about some of these trades that have happened because a, a man who was proclaimed by his former team as a future MVP has been traded, as well as looking at a player who says the um, the – Fairweather fans would trade me for a crumble cookie, and we're going to get into the Hall of Very Good slash Hall of Good Guys, meaning right below Hall of Fame, but you're still remembering their career. Y'all ready to get into the show, fellas? I'm ready for it. I am ready. All righty. Well, let's do it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the master, the mixing master in the building, Josh Guyton. That is I. We got the money man, the manager plan, Chris Allen in the building. Present. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, fellas, we got to start this thing off with the news of John Collins being traded to the Jazz. Okay. Now, John Collins being traded to the Jazz is so funny because um, the the Hawks had posted a uh, picture saying that he was a future MVP, and yet he was traded for, and this is not a joke, literally Rudy Gay. In the year of our Lord and Savior, 2023, he was traded for Rudy Gay and a future second round pick. Fellas, what do y'all think about this trade? Um, <clears throat> I think this is a trade. One, I would like to one make fun of the people who do the graphics, the graphic design department over at ESPN. 
because mm-hmm. when this trade was announced, um, they made a graphic saying, look at the new look jazz with a photo of um, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Marketing, and a photoshopped in a jazz jersey, John Collins, which was a, a waste of your 15 minutes. But I, I think that trade was just very surface level. I don't think it impacts either team going forward. Um, the Jazz started off the season hot. They have a little better chemistry. So if we see the Jazz as one of those like play-in type teams this upcoming season, you know, 8, 9, 10 seed, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, this is <clears throat> something that had to be made news because a trade happened. Uh, I'm going I'm to interject here. The 2K GOAT being traded for John Collins. <laughs> and the sad part is I can't even say this is disrespectful to John Collins. If I'm John Collins, I'm not leaving the lab this summer. And I, I mean that very seriously. I'm not. I'm every single day. I'm waking up 5 a.m. shots up because you really just we thought that the Bradley Bill trade was bad. Oh, my God. In the year of our Lord and Savior, 2023, you were traded for Rudimus Gay. <laughs> that is insane. That is very seriously. When's the last time Rudy Gay, like y'all thought about Rudy Gay, like, oh yeah, this is this is a when top with 50 the player in the league. I think I was gonna say when he was with the Spurs. Nah, when he was with the Spurs, that was last time the Grizzlies. Okay. And you, and he, you had a, he, he had an okay role. Oh, you he was a top player. Top 50. Top 50 right. player in the league. The oh, Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies. You just got traded for a player that is hasn't been considered top 50 in, what, seven years? If I'm being completely That's honest, I, did, I didn't know Rudy Gay was still in the league. That's, That's what I'm saying. Longer yeah. than John Collins. His, his, that gap, seven-year gap, is longer than John Collins has been in the league, I believe. But but that's that's my point exactly. Rudy Gay has not been that guy to where I'm looking up and saying like, oh yeah, if I get traded for him, like it's cool in years. Y'all just said that man ain't been that guy since he was in Memphis. I undershot how long it's been since he's been in Memphis. It's been a decade. It's been yeah. a decade. <clears throat> I was gonna say at least. A decade, the 2012, 2013. Yeah, that that's when the year time. that they 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 bounced Dirk out. I believe. Remember, it's been a decade. It's been a decade. And and do you know what Rudy put up last season? Do you know that the averages from last season? One, I didn't know he played, so I'm gonna say he averaged six, five and two on uh five and two on thirty eight percent shooting. Oof. Oof, guy really don't believe in this man at all. You said 5-2 on what position? I would say 38% from the field. Okay, wow. You were shockingly close. 5-3-1 and one on 38% exactly. Ugh. 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 In the words of LeBron James, that ish thank God. Because <laughs> John Collins, don't lead a lab. Don't lead... Get in there, get in your bag. Get, I I need to see you put up. Honestly, you need to be on the type of revenge tour. I'm looking at at least twenty five and eight. At least you got to you got to get a yeah. lead that. You got to burn this thing down and be the second jazz player in the row to win most improved player. You got to do it, brother. You got to do it, Chris. What you thinking about this trade, man? Hey, man. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. 
I think this trade it was beautifully executed on both sides. Call me okay. crazy. Okay, Call me explain crazy. yourself. Explain yourself here. Okay, so what you have here is a guy in Rudy Gay who is not making nowhere near the bag that they paid John Collins, right? So therefore, you have more flexibility in your roster with Trey Young. Now, the reason why it could backfire is because I think Atlanta still believes Trey Young could be a number one option. So I think them trading him without getting a solid number one potential back hurts them. But it gives them the cap space to make other moves, right? Now you can pack his Clint Capella and something and get another star, right? Because you got yeah. Onyeko Okonwu on the bench coming in for Clint Capella. So now you have a two people that are most of your cap space off your books will potentially trade for another superstar, which I wouldn't say Trey Young is a superstar, but another superstar to pair with your star if you don't call him a superstar. Right. And then from a Jazz perspective, you got the team younger for one. And for two, you've seen the, the job they did with Larry Marketing last season at the power four position, and he became a small four in that, in that offense. So now you have the ability to replicate that with John Collins, and you free up your three and four spot for the next five years with Larry Marketing and John Collins. They can both be solid key contributors to a winning team. Everybody that's been on the Jazz the last five years has developed really, really well, except for, well, matter of fact, even when Rudy Gobert was there, he developed really well, and he was a three-time All-Star. Now, he fell off a cliff as soon as he left the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell fell off the first round as soon as he left the Jazz. Jordan Clarkson has been excelling since he got to the Jazz. In Cleveland, people couldn't wait to pack him up in a box and ship him out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, I well, think this gets Jordan the team Poole Before Jordan Poole. Exactly. I think this makes both teams in a better situation to make moves in the future. So, that's why I think both teams win this deal. That's fair. That's fair. That's that's actually a very interesting perspective that I had not considered. Um, and they're saying with this new CBA, it's going to be no more of that three max guys. You're going to have uh, two and a possible, two and a half. Of exactly. Because you can't can't exactly pay a third. But I'll tell you this one. Um, when I look at this, when I look at this deal, you know, again, I'm not the teams. I don't think that either team did a bad thing here. I agree with you there. But again, if you're John Collins, boy, I'm not leaving the weight room. I'm not. Hey, I'm I'm on the cold diet. I'm on the cold routine right now. <laughs> Waking up, I'm you know RIP Dolph, honey shots. Every time you think about that trade, honey shots. You need to get them up, brother, because uh, that's ooh ooh. You really. We always joke about, oh my God, this player got traded for a bag of Skittles and da 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 da. I, I'm not even joking. Would you be surprised if Rudy Gay pulled Devontae Davis and retired like in the middle of the season or in the middle of a game next year? I, I would not I think be shocked. Thirty-eight, thirty-seven. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. That would no be offense, no offense. What year Rudy Gay drafted? Uh, what was it like? Two thousand seven, two thousand six, two thousand six. Oh six sounds so, about right. So he that's the Bariani year, right? Yeah, yeah. He thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Yeah. It's time. I listen. I would not be shocked at all if bro was like, "Hey, this is it?" This is it. I, I thought he already they, did. They that. could buy him out too. I, it's tough. It's tough, John. But that's what I'm saying. If you're John Collins, you got traded for a guy that they finna immediately buy out. Brother, 
my brother in Christ. <laughs> they don't like you for real. They don't. Now I'm gonna say this: this where Utah kind of messed up though. They did that trade last year and kept Russell Westbrook. They actually might really be like a six, seven, eighth, ninth seed in the play-in tournament. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think they get into the play-in tournament again if, if John Collins fully locks in and dedicates himself to like developing as a player this offseason. Him plus Laurie Marketing, Colin Sexton learns how to play basketball a little bit more, just a little bit, you know, learn the, the ins and outs of the game a little bit more. I think that they're already a playoff team. I, I think that they're or play in team right there on that cusp of like, eh, playoff, play in. They could do it. We could, we could see something happen there. But now we got to talk about the same thing that we've talked about last week. The thing that we talked about two weeks before that, the thing that we talked about a year ago, the thing that we're going to talk about every year until this man is no longer in the NBA. It's Dame time. It is inevitable. (laughs) Damian Lillard trade rumors are inevitable, and there are more rumors swirling. So let me ask you this. What do y'all think is the percentage chances that he will not be a Portland Trailblazer at the start of this season? I think we got a 10% chance in there that we see him get traded away from Portland. I mean, Portland has come out reports saying that, um, that, you know, they don't want to trade him and they grab Scoot because they feel like Scoot would be a great addition. And that was them grabbing Scoot was better than them trading that picker away or getting any free agents. Now we've seen what players are going are going for in today's market. We just saw John Collins get traded for a bag of chips. We saw Bradley Beal, who's a, a almost an all NBA talent, get traded. It, 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 it was it was multiple bags of chips, but it was still bags of chips. Um, we're seeing players go. So the the Blazers could have gotten something good with that number two pick. Well, we've seen that they don't want to trade Dame, and Dame doesn't want to get traded. I've also also seen a report that's saying that Dame wants to stay in Portland and he wants them to put together a big three of Jeremy Grant and Draymond Green. I, bro, you ain't see that. You don't ain't piss see me that, off. Bro. Don't piss me bro, off. Bro, you man. ain't see no, that, no. bro. No, he did. It, it was people talking about that potentially bringing in Draymond and, and Jeremiah, Jeremy Grant as your big three. Don't piss me off today. Please don't do that, Josh. Don't do that. There's no reason to do it. There is I'm, no I'm just, I'm just checking my sources. This one man, of them has no, been an all star in three I'm, seasons, and the other one's never been an all star. What big three? We just say that for just because now, nah, huh? You get three players on a team making over fifteen million. That's a big three. That's a big three. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a big three right there. That's a. You know, no way. Facts over access. The newest big three. You know what I mean? We the, we the newest big three yep. at this point. I, I just I just shared the tweet in the group chat because you didn't no, no, see I, it. Chris. I, I saw it earlier. I saw. I'm just saying. Don't piss me off for calling that a big three. Don't piss me off. Like that. Bro, Draymond, do who gonna score? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the 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 fact of the matter is, when you have a team where fourth quarter and you might actually need Batum in, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. You are not in a good space. You are not in a good space. I'm, I'm gonna say this: them drafting Scoot to me was actually the opposite of what you said. And I I'm gonna say this: I think there's a hundred percent chance or zero percent chance rather that Dame is no longer with this team at the start of the season. Let me tell you why. If I was Dame with that third overall pick, first of all, when when Charlotte took Miller, that should have been the key right there to say, oh, we got Scoop. Whoever wants this pick, whoever wants Scoop, come get him. Yep. But you got to give me something back. You got to give me a start. 
the the Trailblazers have a start. How old is Dame? 31? 31, 32. 32? Brother, you're as win now as you'll ever be. Yep. As you'll ever be. No disrespect to Dame. His his game is one that will age well, but it will still age. Chris Paul's game is one that has aged like fine wine. Aged like Gouda cheese. Aged phenomenally, but guess what? It still ages. At some point in time, that little bit that you had to turn the corner ain't going to be there no more. That little something you had to create that little bit of separation on that step back ain't going to be there no more. And y'all are going to play around and say, well, we think the scoot is better than anything we could get back right now. Are you out of your mind? And the trademark is hot. The trademark. I mean, the way I look at it, though, Gibbs. But here's the thing. Hear me out. Hear me out. Scoot is the exact opposite of Bradley Bill. In terms of Bradley Bill, you know what you're getting. You know the ceiling. He's an older guy himself, had injury problems himself. He is who he is, and that contract is a poison pill. A rookie deal? Oh, you should be salivating. You got two years of team option coming up. Two. Two. If he turns out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, guess what? Oh, well. You're still getting paid that $10 million, brother. Great job. Way to go. Oh, man, you're still good on those last two years? Even better. We still get to keep you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love it. But no, that's, no that's what I was about to yours. say, though, Gibbs. What I don't understand is, right, if you're saying he's the best thing you could have got instead of trading it, that pick, what do you think you will get for Dame? Like, we're, that doesn't correlate to me. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you think yeah. that trading that, you're not going to get equal value back, right? What do you think you're going to get from Dame? Like, he making almost $60 million next season. Not that many teams going to blow up their whole roster to trade him next season. And, that, and that's what you need. If I was them, if I was them, I wouldn't have waited this long. I would have already saw, okay, listen, we love Dame. He's great. A great player. He's not the number one on the championship team. Depends. 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 Dame could be well at at this current age, at this stage in his career. That's hard to argue. But if this was like four years ago, I was about to say two years ago for sure. Dame as a number one option, you could see. Yeah, the team has to be constructed around him. Perfect. It has to be a good team. Don't don't see first Josh came in with this big three. Now Chris is backing this up. <laughs> I didn't call it a big three. I didn't Brother, call it a I didn't say bro- it was like you said what I said as far fetched. My brothers in Christ, my brothers in Yahweh, my brothers in whatever God you worship, please, please don't piss me off today. Don't do that. Don't my brother's in the fly spaghetti monster. Don't do this, bro. Dame has never been a number one option on a championship caliber team. Listen, listen, never. bro. Listen, listen, listen. If you take out, okay, you go back to the, get the years when they had Batum, Aldridge, Dame. Who was the who was the other two players in the starting lineup? I can't remember. Wesley Matthews was there for a couple. Of Wesley years. Matthews was Evan Turner the other one. Yeah, Evan Turner. No, he was the after that. He was because Aldridge was gone when Evan Turner got yeah, there. Yeah, Aldridge was gone when Turner got there. Um, I have no clue. Let's go. So it was Dame. Dame hold on, it was Dame at the one. Don't tell me. It was Dame at the one. Um, West Matthews at the two. Batum at the three. Aldridge at the four. 
I can't remember the five. That was before Nurkic, because Nurkic was in Denver. Yeah. Right. Uh, who was there? I can think of the five, bro. Was it Whiteside? It might no. be. No. Whiteside was in Miami. Whiteside was in Miami. Yeah, he started yeah, out he with was in Miami. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's go to 2012, 2013. Let's see. Um, was wait, was Dame there in 2012? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was. Oh my God. Oof, this roster is crazy. Um <laughs> <laughs> you got Dave Leonard, Wes Matthews, um, Nick Batum, and so Lamarcus Aldridge would be your four. I guess your five was either JJ Hickson or Myers Leonard. Exactly, it was Myers Leonard. It was Myers Leonard. I was. It was Myers Leonard. One thing about Portland, they always gonna have that big, you know, Caucasian after five. They always gonna have that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So if you take that team, right, you take Myers Leonard out, you take Batum out, and you give Dame, let's say, let's say you give Dame and Aldridge at that time, I'm trying to think 2012, you threw the wings in 2012 was just, you threw Paul Pierce on that team, right? Paul Pierce wouldn't have been that number one option. I think Dame still be number one option over Paul Pierce. And you think that team wins the championship? Dame, Paul Pierce, and Aldridge? In what year? In 2012-13? Christopher. No, nah, they went, they went, they went, they went in 2014, I think, if they keep that core together. They went in 2014. Nah, uh, because Paul Pierce. Wesley Matthews is a better option than Paul Pierce. Hello? I'm about to say Paul Pierce got old. <laughs> if you if you give Dame that team, all of them in their prime today, oh, oh two years ago. They win a championship. I'm, I'm trying. I'll, I'll I'm, meet I'm, y'all halfway. I'll meet y'all halfway. If you put a really, really good team around them, like if you had Dame on one of these Boston teams, you take out either Tatum or Brown and you put him on that team, potentially, potentially, you get him to the finals. I'm not sure if I'd say a championship team. Exactly. Sure. But if you could get to the – Jimmy Butler can be a one option on a championship team, right? Stop playing. I'm asking. I'm asking, Gibbs. I'm asking. Can he be a number one on a championship team? Okay, hear me out. Hear me. So, and I think this is the, the the delineation here. I'm not talking about a team where like the team is extremely well constructed, and there has to be a superstar. Yeah, like somebody's in that role. I mean, like a number one in that he is the starter and the driver of all this here. Okay, okay, I think think you saying just the number one option in the offense that you can, you know. Roll the no, ball no, no. out to I'm okay. Not, so you, I'm not saying oh, because if we're looking at it from that standpoint, I mean, let's be honest. Was at one point in time either Chauncey Billups or Rip Hamilton? I, 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 I was going to say Jimmy Butler like, can be the number one scoring option on a championship team the same yeah. way that Rip Hamilton was. Yeah, but I'm talking about true. Like, hey, the offense goes through him. He's the conductor. That offense didn't run through Rip. It was not like, hey, man, if Rip having an off night, we'd cook. <laughs> right. Uh, if Rip having an off night, put Lindsey under him, we'd be fine. Exactly, bro. Like, what? That's that. You know, that's. I'm saying Dame has never been that guy. If I feel like you're not that guy, I'm sorry, but you, I'm, I'm gonna try to build around you for all the five years. I think five to seven years, and that's it. Once we hit past that five to seven year mark, my brother in Christ, we've seen what we're going to see. Go on about your way. You don't, you don't, if you got that mindset, you don't get that Dirk championship. Ooh, you don't get the Dirk championship. <laughs> now, let's see how many championships were built with my mindset of, hey, 
Go out there, get the number one guy right now. Do everything you can to get the number one guy right now. Virtually all of LeBron's championships were built because somebody said, go get the best guy. Go get him now. We're not going to wait for, well, you know, Kyrie, if we surround him with enough pieces. No, stop it. And that was Kyrie before we knew what he was going to turn into. And what did the Cavs say? We need the best guy. We need him. We need, you know, I'm just saying that. If if I'm if I'm a GM, I'm not. I don't blame the Sixers. I've never said that the process was terrible. I said what they got out of the process was terrible. Right. I mean, look they got at, one player out of it. Look at all that tanking, and look what you got. That's that's what you got out of that. But I mean, I I just wouldn't want to linger in mediocrity for that long uh, to get that. But now moving right along, because we've all given our percentage of where we think Dame would be. We talked about Scoot Henderson and his potential impact on that team and all that good stuff. And and with that in mind, y'all talk to me about who you think the draft winners and losers are. Talk to them. For uh, the draft losers, mm-hmm. um, for starters, I don't want to do this, but I am starting with the Detroit Pistons. Come on, dog. Come on. When you, when you are in a position to where you have players uh, – that that are expendable that you can make something happen that you could put together a package to just show that maybe you're building for the future or you're or you're looking for a step in the right direction to win. As much as I want to respect those young men and I want them to succeed, I don't wish anybody that got drafted, you know, bad. I don't wish they have a bad career, but I just don't see a universe into where you have seven active guards on your roster. All under the age of 25. And you grab a guard who won playmaking. He, he doesn't excel at playmaking. Right. He doesn't excel at shooting the ball. He did excel at finishing at the rim, but at the same time, he was 20 years old playing in a league where the next oldest roster member just turned 18 in the entire league. He's not doing that against grown men. That's very fair. That's so th- th- taking taking that young man at number five, when you could have traded it or you could have traded down and gotten you a, a, a Jairus Walker, you could have gotten you a Keontae George, you could have got the, the guard that Golden State took. I look at that as a big L. That's fair. If we're going with uh, losers... Well, you are, with, that was your loser, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. If we're going with losers, if we're going with winners, um, and, and this draft is kind of tough. Mm. And this, this draft is nobody won. The, the winners <laughs> was all the players outside the top. And, three and, and, and this, somebody and, had to get picked. And this draft is kind of tough. I'm gonna have to go with the teams that's more towards the bottom. Um, let me let me find this this young man's name really quickly. I sound old saying young man. Um, Two teams that I think won out of all of this is one, the Lakers, who took Jalen Hood Shafino, which for what they had and the way this draft was, the Lakers are looking for one, a perimeter defender, and two, some athleticism that can develop skills. That's what you got out of Jalen Hood Shafino. I'm not mad at that at all. And then also uh, Brandon, I don't know how to say his last name, but Potsamiski. 
the dude out of um Santa Clara that Golden State took. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a good piece that you can swap out if you want to take this Golden State thing going forward. Let's say when Clay is too wise to play, Steph is on his last legs. I'm not going to say he'll ever equate to either one of them, but you got a kid who's a great perimeter defender and he shot, he averaged 19 on 48% from deep in college. Right. Which is a great clip. And I think that's somebody that you could put in year one and he can be a contributing factor off the bench first year in the league. All right. All right. Chris, who are your winners and losers this draft? So my absolute loser for the draft is the Washington Wizards. I can't believe got in missed over them, but they I we did a live stream for the draft and we all was yeah. so happy they picked up the guy that the Pacers actually took. <laughs> we was like, Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh Wallace, he was a sleeper. He was a sleeper in this draft. So I'm like, Oh yeah, they that was but then we found out he was traded for Victor Wembanyama's teammate, who averaged five and three, and he's a tiny guard, like you know, like not a big guard, not a big wing. When they just got Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole, so I guess they just gonna stockpile a bunch of guards and say whoever hooped the best might get the starting role when we get a team over here. But last time I checked, kids. I don't think Washington's a free free agent destination. When last time they landed a big free agent? Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess would you count Karan Butler in there? Or did he? That's not a big time free agent. He got. That's probably the biggest they had. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, y'all feel free. Tell me, because I. (laughs) Exactly my point. Yeah. Exactly my point, man. So. I think they absolutely, I mean, I get it. Full-on rebuild me games. They might win eight games next year. Jordan Poole, good enough to at least get you 10, I think, because he can go off for 30, 40 some nights because he's going to shoot 40 shots. Eight games is crazy. I mean, get, get, get. can you name me their starting five now? Um, of course not. Don't don't put me on the spot like that. Exactly. Oh, where we going to go? We going to go Jordan Poole going to be at the one. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can't even name the rest of their team. We got Thomas Bryan at the five? He not he no, in Denver. Thomas now. Bryan is Damn. Uh, Denver. He yeah. in Denver. Oh, he is on Denver. Denver. Okay, okay. I give you one. It was a rookie that 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 one rookie that played last year. He might be at the two. Uh the guy uh, from what was it? Israel or Yeah, Israel. Israel. Uh I can't think of his last name right now for some reason. It's a he's weird like last a name. Poor man's Josh Giddy. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or yeah poor yeah. man's Sangoon, rather. Poor man's Sangoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor man's Sangoon is crazy. It's uh, Sangoon already a poor man's Sangoon. Listen, <laughs> Sangoon is a poor man's pal. You got poverty. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that that's two players that they got. That you can name on the roster other than Tyus yeah. Jones. I mean, if, if you watch Facts Over X at all, you know how obsessive I am about knowing random stats and players. And if I can't name the Wizards roster, I don't think nobody can unless you own the Wizards. They tra- I'm, The players on the Wizards can't name the roster. <laughs> this roster is so hidden. Nardwar couldn't name it, boy. You, you got me stopped. You're the Washington Wizards. We're supposed to know that. That's that's what that, that would go. That's so, so like like that's why when, you, when I say eight games, I really wholeheartedly mean that. You're like no, you're they not don't lying. even have a. And you might not like, be wrong. 
they they don't even have like a plan. Like they just kind of just said we're gonna lose as many games as we can. Oh, y'all know y'all know what the lineup gonna be next year. Awesome. JP at the one, uh-huh. Landry Shamit at the two. <laughs> hey, I almost threw up a little bit. Denny Avija at the three. That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Gallinari at the four. Gallinari, no way. No way, bro. Gallinari at the four. <laughs> oh, my God. And then... Um, wait, wait, wait. And he like six, seven? Yeah. Gallinari. He played power forward for him last year. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking... Gallinari is taller than six, seven, but he's Yeah, he's six, he's eight, not, six, nine. He's yeah. not good, though. He's not... Mike, okay. You're probably going to have Mike Muscala at the five. Either him or oh. Daniel Gafford. Boy. It'd probably be boy. Daniel Gafford, but yeah, see that, that that starting lineup is 10 games max. Oh because you got Tyus Jones on the bench. I think hey, he might be a Jordan Poole by the average 40. A 34-year-old Danilo Gallinari at your starting four is insane. That's that's insane. That's I don't he, he, nobody said Jordan Poole by the average 40 on 40 shots. <sighs> No, nah, that man finna be like Dolph, a hundred shots. All right, <laughs> Dolph. But that man finna get a hundred shots tonight, boy. Exactly. So now my winner. Only reason why I'm not picking a Rocky Rockets because I did my research on Cam Whitmore. I think Amin Thompson was a great pickup for them to bring in another young guard that could dribble the ball. He's the mm-hmm. better of the Thompson twins. And I also think him being alongside Jalen Green, two athletic guards, that's the way of the league going now. Athletic guards have been like the number one thing on a championship team. Jamal Murray this season, uh, the year before that, Stephen Curry and Clay, they're not super athletic, but they're athletes. You know what I mean? So yeah. having two guards that can do stuff extremely well as far as athleticism or shooting, I think. Amin Thompson was the best. But Cam Whitmore, after I did my research, brother can hoop out this world. He can hoop out this world. But brother got Anthony Davis syndrome. He can't stay healthy more than two games in a row. I was like, ah, that was such a great pick. But because both of those players can seamlessly go into the starting lineup, right? Because right now, Jason Tape is the smart starting small forward. So, and Amin Thompson, I think he might get a little more burn over Kevin Porter Jr. after the first half of the year, probably. So those two players that can seamlessly go into the starting lineup and you can develop that starting five for the next five years under Emeo Dodoku. And I think you can have winning basketball, right? I think that's a, that's a playoff team in five years from now, Mm -hmm. but the team that I think absolutely won the draft is, (sighs) I hate to say this Gibbs. I hate to say this. The Sacramento Kings for two reasons. They didn't draft nobody that blow your mind. I, I, I probably would agree. They were my. They were Uh-oh. next on my list. They didn't draft nobody. The Kings is winning something. I'm shocked. So you got to explain this. You got to explain this. With so me. because the Kings improved their situation by letting go Holmes and the number 24 pick to the Mavericks and the salary dump move. I'm reading this right. We're, 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 I did my research before the show. Mm-hmm. The Kings actually got $34 million in cap added to their team. Mm-hmm. Mm. And mind you, Darren Fox is still on the second half of that rookie deal. Devontae Sabonis is still on the second half, which is they got their first max. Though they're not on the super max yet. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Sabonis, same thing. The uh you paying only $10 million for Malik Monk. And you still have your core pieces, Kevin Herder, everybody coming back. Harrison Barnes still on the roster. He's gonna be older, but he's still on the roster. 
So now you have the ability to now you can piece up some of them role players you got on the bench and that cap space and you could go get a big name. Right. You can go go. You can say, oh, Clippers, just look like y'all going to a rebuild. Come on down. You can say, oh, Pelicans, look like y'all going into a rebuild because y'all about to ship Zion out of here. Come on, Brandon Ingram. Like now you're in a position where you can trade for something and make your team go to the next level. Mind you, people forget the Kings went to game seven with the Warriors. Right. right. Yeah. They trade and get one more piece in that $33 million cap space they have. I think that they move the needle and they get past the Warriors. It took Steph to go for 50 on 38 shots for them to lose in that game seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just saying, I think the Kings, they, they I, made, listen, they made I, chess I, moves. I don't disagree with you. I, anytime you hear the Kings be t- said as winners, you got to explain yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. My winners of the night are throwbacks. And what do I mean by that? This draft will be known as a throwback to 1984. Y'all remember what happened in the 1984 draft, right? Hakeem number one. Uh-huh. Sam Bowie number two. Uh-huh. Jordan three. Who was four? Stockton? We just we just Barkley. saw that same. I can't remember. I think it was Stockton. Barkley was later. But either way it goes. Because the Jazz was just, under the Suns. Yeah. I think we saw. It was Sam Perkins at four, by the way. But anyway. Uh-huh. It was we just not a terrible pick at the time. We just saw the same thing happen again. Somebody went with the logic of draft the bigger guy again. And Brandon Miller is gonna be Sam Bowie in the great. <laughs> I don't know why or what will possess you to say, like, hey, let's let's pass on Scoot here. Because I don't think we all know if Victor stays healthy, he's gonna be the face of the league. For the next, you know, in about three to four years from now, he'll be the face of the league for the next five to ten years. He, yeah, if he if he hoop like he did in France and stay healthy, y'all. Yeah, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anybody's arguing that. And and a lot like I've said about Zion, the only thing that will stand in the way is health. With that being said, Brandon Miller is uh he's gonna be the Sam Boy of this deal. Uh, because you talking about the Brandon Miller that said the Hornets might win the NBA championship next season? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so so did would you you would consider Portland winners in this draft? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I can kind of uh, what? But here's why I don't. Here's why I didn't name Portland as a winner. Portland is not smart. I think Scoot is going to take yeah. two years to become a bona fide superstar. At least he's going to take two years to become a bona fide superstar. At that point in time, how old would Damian Lillard be? 34. 35. 35 was 34. Mm-hmm. And you want to wait for that? <laughs> and this this not even disrespect the school, because I think very highly. I Y'all know my tears. There's like, hey, this guy's good. They're star. They're superstar. And then there's something different. Like, they're one of them ones, mm-hmm. right? One of them. Right. I, I, tr- I trust kids for guards, but not centers. If kids tell me center's not- good, I got to think. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. My track record is a little shaky. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. When I, when I look at this, I say that they're not the winners here. Because, again, I think the school's going to turn everything that he's supposed to be. But Dame is going to be fading out at that time. And by then, he'll have no trade value. And, I mean, hey, listen. Damian Lillard Nissan can't be that much of a staple in y'all community. It can't be. It can, him pushing them Ultimas and Maximas cannot mean that much to your community that y'all can't get rid of this man or at least 
do what you need to do to win right now. So that's why I wouldn't say that they're winners out of this, uh, that they're winners out of this. But I do think Scoot turns out to be phenomenal. I do think he turns out to be phenomenal. I just think they wasted Dame's thing career, and there there's a good chance they're going to do the same with Scoot. Do you uh, not think with the modern NBA, the reason he dropped the three? Do you not think Scoot is undersized for today's game? No, no, no. What is he? Six five, six six, six two. What? Yes, who's six two? He looks way bigger when you're watching him play. He a Russell Westbrook six two though. But it don't yeah. matter. I was just about to say he's a long he's a long six two and he plays bigger than he is. So like it doesn't yeah. really you know what I mean? Like hey, you, you you'll live with that. You'll I'll live with Scoop being whatever height he is because when you see him put his body on guys and they fly out the paint like it's, right. Oh, I'll deal with you being six two. It's all right. But uh, yeah, no, very seriously. I'm fine with the lack of size from Scoop because he can fill it up. He can. When you look at the muscles, you think of a guy like a Michael Kidd Gilchrist that's going to be all. If I can't get to the rim, I can't do nothing with it. Uh, that is not him. Okay, that so I got a question. Get since you saying you basically saying the Hornets the losers, right? Yeah. So Hornets if if you if you saying that, what would you say the ceiling is for Brandon Miller and Scoop did? Because I think the ceiling for Brandon Miller actually is higher than Scoop's, but I don't think he'd yeah. be a better player. Yeah, I think I think so. Here's the to me the ceiling for for Brandon Miller is a poor man's KD, and by poor man's KD, I don't mean like a very diminished. So you mean like a, like a Paul George? Mm, no, that might Paul be George that is might Paul be George is better than a poor man's KD. Yeah, because Paul George is a different. He's a different thing than KD. I don't think so. Here's the thing: I don't think that Brandon Miller has like the defensive instinct and want to to be a Paul George. Like I don't think that he has that. Paul George coming out, you saw it in college. He has the want to and the instincts in the field for defense. I haven't seen from Brandon Miller. Um, Sean Livingston? His absolute floor, Sean Livingston? Sure. I give him that. I give him that. I think his ceiling, I think his ceiling, uh, I, yeah, I'd say poor man's KD. I'd say a guy who can put someone, Brandon Ingram, I'd say that's his ceiling. I'd say that's his ceiling. Brandon Ingram, I don't think he makes it that high. I think Brandon Ingram right now is a ceiling. This is not his yeah, ceiling, but I think... Poor man's KD, I would say. Yeah. This is not his ceiling, but I say as far as career trajectory or his play style, it's going to be a throwback. But hear me out. Brandon Miller's comparison, I think it's Josh Howard on Dallas. Mm. That's kind of that's okay. kind of disrespectful a little bit. I mean, right. I mean, but Josh Howard had like three style. years where he was a dog. It, but if you're just talking yeah. play style, you know, then that I, I can see where you're going with that in terms of the play style. You know, I, I all I'm saying is, and, and when I look at Scoot, I think that uh, I think Scoot's ceiling is uh, best player in the league. I think his ceiling is him being the best player in the league. If he can truly get that yeah. shot down, get some playmaking down, I mean, you. How often do we see guys under six four, six five get drafted in the top five? Period. So it's rare. When's when's the last one that we saw? Trey Young. Mind you, now, mind you, we're talking about one that doesn't have a steady three point shot that can be relied upon at all times. Right. Right. Now. How tall is John Morant? Like that's six, six three, I think. But that's that's what I'm six saying. two. They're the same size. But Scoot is also a man, baby. It's. We, it's very rare that we see somebody at his height 
be drafted at this spot without like a reliable, reliable shot. This young man, his ceiling is best player in the league. I, I think if, if everything works out for him and things go the right way, which is why I say that they're going to waste Dane and they could potentially waste him because he has that type of ability in my eyes to be something different that we we just haven't seen uh, much of before. So, I mean, that's why I would say that Charlotte is a loser, but also um, I, I don't want to call the uh, the um, Portland Trailblazers winner. But what I will say is Mama Thompson is a winner of this draft. Boy, yeah. I'll tell you. Because, you know, while everybody was discussing that one mom who uh, these BBLs still killing y'all, I don't care how she looking at black guests. <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm just not. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Team, bro. Team kids. I'm joking. I'm joking. We don't body shame on this show. The woman looks fine. She looks healthy. She looks great. Um, but very seriously, Mama Thompson got to be the winner. The parents of the Thompson twins, they got to look up and say to themselves, Papa Thompson, they got to look up. The people in that tribe got to look up and say, we did it, y'all. Two of them. First ever brothers to be drafted in the top five of the same draft in the history of the NBA. That's You love to see that. Whether or not they panned out in the NBA, they won. I don't care what nobody says. That's $60 million between the two of them. Three years, that, $10 million guaranteed. That family won. Everything that they want, they won. Okay? They won. That's all there is to it. And I'll tell you what, don't let one or both of these boys mess around and be something special. Don't yeah. let that happen. Hey Gilbert, hey, Gilbert Reedy's got one of the funniest podcasts. And I, I, I hate bringing it up, but he he said this. He was like, when he when he saw Caleb uh Caleb Martin going crazy in the in the in the playoffs, he was like, you know how twins go in the NBA, right? One get 80% of the talent, the other one get 20% of the talent. So he said, <laughs> I mean, he ain't lying. When they when they tweet, you just got to pick one and hope that they don't never switch teams. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the last pair of twins we saw come in the league, they pretty much the same guy for real. Uh, the Morris twins. Uh, Marcus Morris way better than Marquis. Way Stop better. it. Stop. I wouldn't say way better, but Marcus is for he's sure the better, better of the twin. He's better, but he but that's what I'm saying. He's not noticeably better. Similar than game, like, similar yeah. games for sure. But I, I, if you and if also, you had thrown me in a much room. better situations than Marquise, Marcus has been in way better situations than Marquise. To succeed, they was on yeah. the same team at one point in Phoenix though. And Marcus, and, but Marcus still been in way better. Marquise's best team was probably the John Wall Wizards. And, and by the way, even on those teams that, that they played on together, did Marcus look markedly better than him at that time? Come on. Come on, bro. No, Phoenix, they they both split even. At Phoenix, they split even, but after they part their ways, it was like clear and favorite, like Marcus Morris was better. Again. I, but you know what? You know who won that draft? Mama Morris. Papa Morris. You know what? <laughs> okay. You, it's you two, that's to, two checks. That. Hey, it don't matter which one better. It's, well, well, okay. All right, all right. This one got drafted here. This one got drafted here. So this one, you got a million dollar check here. You got a couple million dollar check here. You got, you're you, you all right either way. But yeah, that, those are my winners and losers for this draft. I normally hate to call teams losers in the draft because you don't know till later. But uh, Charlotte is Charlotte. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but uh, you know. Bro, Jordan, he, he put the team up for sale, but please sell it. Like expedite that that shipment, please, please expedite it, dog. 
Uh, you know, more power to Jordan. You know what I mean? That man just want to gamble and drink. And, and somebody <laughs> dragged him in the ownership. I mean, he's an incredible it. investor. He bought the team for 180K and now it's worth $3 billion, So yeah, yeah. it paid exactly off for the better. But please, he, please, Jordan. Let me tell just, you something. Let me tell you something. You know what they call an investment? You know what they call an investment if you're poor? Gambling. You know, that Jordan, <laughs> that Jordan character, he's a hell of a gambler. He's a hell of a gambler. But go ahead and sell that team, big dog. Go ahead. You know what? Shout out to Jordan for getting a name back to being the Hornets. We should commend them for that. Because we're like, the- on the team since 2010. They was called the Bobcats. Guy, he owned the team since 2010. <laughs> I made the playoffs one time. I under, I understand that. Hold a hold garbage hold owner, hold. garbage franchise, but if we can take one positive from it, he got the name changed back to the Hornets. And 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 they have three playoff wins in his time as the owner. So not series wins, three playoff games. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at the glass half full, man. Bro, I'm not hearing this, bro. He's a horrible <laughs> owner, bro. Jordan, I agree. I guarantee you Jordan probably went to them practices and said, all y'all suck and I will trade all y'all and probably killed their morale when they come into the league, bro. <laughs> probably played them one-on-one and cooked them. Probably, probably. <laughs> he don't want nobody on the team better than him. <laughs> hey, That's I don't... exactly how he been drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how he been drafted. He said, James Boonight, come on, man. Come on, we got something. I don't care what you say. I don't care how old he is. Mike beating P.J. Washington in the one-on-one, bro, right now. He, he oh, for sure. Come on, bro. He bro for he's 60 said, almost, bro. Nah. That okay. Man, <laughs> that man was a, that man was ecstatic when he found out that Miles Bridges only hits wasn't in the studio because he said finally the only player on this team that can beat me that's not Melo is gone. That's it. Get on out of here. Get on out of here. Um, but no, seriously, it's, it's you know I agree. I agree that that man should sell the team. He, the, the hall of Hall of Trash owner. Hall of Trash owner. But speaking of the halls, we've got to talk about our Hall of Good versus Hall of Very Good versus Hall of Fame. Because we were having a discussion before this show got on. And we Chris and I landed on different sides. So we we gotta get Guyton to break the, the tie here. Is Sean Marion a Hall of Famer? Guy, talk to me. Sean Marion is Hall of Very Good. Okay. And if, if this is the line. For Hall of Fame, if, if Hall of Fame is right here, Sean Marion is right on the other side. I just think he missed the acc- accolades from his career in order yes. to push him over the edge, the championships. Exactly. Um, I think it's a few years in there. He should have been a, a runner for defensive player of the year, but you know, the league, the, the media has been pretty biased against forwards and guards for that award for a considerable amount of time. Um, but yeah, Sean Marion is in is in the Hall of Very Good. And, and I agree. I agree. I think he's in the Hall of Very Good because don't get me wrong. I think at his peak, at his peak, he was one of like pre- premier defender, one of the best three and D guys in the game. I don't care what you say mm-hmm. about his shot form. I don't care what you say about all that. The Matrix was he was putting people in torture check. It was ugly, but it went in. And that, it was ugly, but it went in. That's all that matters. But even beyond that. I think that he, like you said, the career accolades, he's missing something. Most of the guys that we see that get in that you like, he got in, they have one or two things on their resume that like sticks out. Where you're like, wait, they did that? Nothing about his resume gives you a they did that type of thing. 
Like, uh, the guys that we see get in, we're like, wait, he's in? It's like, oh, yeah, he was on that random Olympic team that won a gold medal or two. Like, oh, yeah, he was he messed around and, and made four All-NBA teams. Like, yeah. like really? Okay. I saw a stat the other day. It was somebody that made an All-NBA team in, like, 03 or something. I'm going to get back to y'all. Go ahead. Yeah, but the name is, like, ridiculous. Sean Marion has two All-NBA third teams. That is not a Hall of Famer to me. Chris? State your case for why he should. So, be in the hall. I, I I mean he won't make it obviously, but if you look at everybody in the basketball hall of fame, right? Sean Marion better than at least five, at least five. If we went through the whole basketball hall of fame. He's better than five. Now what hurt Sean Marion is right, wrong place, wrong time, every time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you take that Sean Marion. And take that Phoenix Suns team and put them in today's NBA, they win a title easily. Easily. I'll tell you what, if you take Sean Marion and put him in today's NBA as who he was, that, he's making a lot more than three. He's making a lot more than two all NBA teams. I'll tell you that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I, that being said, I think he's he was his game was more advanced than what the game was. At the time Sean Marion was there. You got to remember, you had Brown in his prime. You had Melo in his prime. You had Paul Pierce leaving his prime, but still in his prime. You had so many wings that was just light years ahead of him, right? Because he wasn't Brown, Melo, Paul Pierce. I had to, let's keep going, but I'm not about to name everybody. Kevin Durant came onto the scene. You know, it, it just, like, he just was at the wrong place, wrong time, right? Because, to be honest with you, people give Shane Battier so much praise, but Sean Marion... I don't think I think Shane Battier is a poor man, Sean Marion. Be honest. Oh, with you. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. That's who he is. So that my case is, if I could name players better that he's better than that's in the Hall of Fame, then I think he should get in. But he won't get in. I don't think he get in. You know the worst. You know the worst part about Sean Marion's resume. The 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 most damning part of why he won't get in. He was on an Olympic basketball team. And oh, they did win there. yeah, they were on one of the only Olympic. Wait, are they the only, the only, the only American Olympic basketball team to not win gold? And he started for him too. And that was his only time going. Mm, ah, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> now, 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 let me ask y'all this. The next guy up on our Hall of Very Good list, we've got none other than the man, the myth, the legend. The the fire hydrant puncher, Amari Stoudemire. Hall of very good, hall of good, hall of fame. Where are you putting him? I wanna ah. say that I, I wanna say that he, he him and Sean Marion, same tier, although their games are very different. I say I, I'm gonna have to say same tier. I think Hall of Very Good. I think the only thing that separates him is Amari was the number one option on a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But still, that that lack of accolades, I got to put him in the Hall of Very Good. And here's the thing. I would say Amari was a better offensive player in terms of total volume of production. But the drop-off in defense between those two was like, mm, mm, yeah, it's Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very Good. Amazing rebounder, super athlete. Like you said, right. a guy who was the number one option on the playoff team. Still a Hall of Very Good guy. Can't give him Hall of Fame. Chris, what say you? Since he hasn't officially retired because he's playing in China and Please Israel stop. right now. Please stop. They're no, not bringing that man back from Israel. No, no, they no. Not- I, I, I didn't say he was bringing him back. What I was saying is because he hasn't officially retired, 
I think he's purposely doing that because like the next two Hall of Fame windows is like pretty stacked. Like this year's Hall of Fame was pretty stacked. Next year's gonna be pretty stacked, and the year after that's pretty stacked. So I think if he could he could sneak in there, like right now, the probability of him making the Hall of Fame is 72%, which is a pretty high probability, right? But when mm-hmm. you think about body of work, right? He was a number one option. It's not many number one options that don't go into the fa- basketball hall of fame. Oh, wait a minute. He's retired. He's retired. Yeah, oh, officially? He's playing overseas, though. He's playing overseas, though. Well, it, it's, Does that mean you can't go into the basketball hall of fame if you're playing overseas? Yeah, yeah. You got to get permission to get from those leagues to go to the basketball hall of fame. It, it says that he's officially retired. It says that he's he uh, he retired in, in uh, 2020, and he has been on the Brooklyn Nets as a player development coach for two years and just left. Just left in 2022. So, mm. he's retired. He's retired. Right. So, in two years from now, I think that he, he could get in. I think he's a Hall of Fame. Borderline Hall of Fame. Borderline Hall of Fame. Very good. I think he gets in. I think he got way better chance than Sean Marion uh, for a couple of reasons. The position he played and also his 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 uh, usage on a team. He always had a high usage on every team he was on without the ball in his hands. And on defensively, he was a juggernaut defensively. So was Sean Marion. But I just think overall body of work, Amari uh, Stoudemire is just, he, he's better than probably 20 people in the Hall of Fame when Marion was better than five. Peak, I think that his peak was much higher than Sean Marion's. I think his peak was much higher, but his valleys were much lower. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah, yeah. When he like stunk, when you, he stunk. Yeah. When you look at his peak, if if Sean, if uh, not Sean, man, if Amari Stoudemire had maintained his peak for like eight years, eight to ten years, I'd I'd for sure say without a doubt that's a Hall of Fame. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. that say Steve Nash really made Stoudemire really peak, but. I mean, anybody with a good point guard, like, look at Carl Malone. I mean, I know we don't like to talk about Carl Malone, but if he didn't have Stockton, oh, my God, how much his numbers would have chopped. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. We got a couple more to get through, and then we're going to get y'all on out of here. We got to get to another guy that played overseas and maybe more famous overseas than he was in America, although I, I disagree with that take because I think he was a superstar in America. The man – the myth, the legend, Starberry, Stefan Marbury. No, no, man. He a Hall of Good. He Hall of Good. Wow. He he had, I mean, he had That's a window a there. He had a window there where he was a dog with Minnesota, him and KG alongside each other. What the Once Knicks, he, he was like that. No, he wasn't. He got that bag from the Knicks. He probably had one good, one uh, outstanding season with that max bro, deal with the that Knicks, he got. Bro, come on, bro. With the Knicks, he averaged at least 22. That's good enough for the Hall of Fame? So did Amari. I'm pretty sure Amari averaged 22. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. But he, uh, listen, there is one thing and one thing only that I'm going to say. And, and this is why, listen, I feel the same. <sighs> Stefan Marbury is the basketball equivalent of what Jeff Hardy is for wrestling. Triple platinum <laughs> in the hood. That man is Hall of Fame in my book. I don't care what nobody say. Hey, listen, That's my man. I'm a stick beside. I give you one better. Stephon Marbury is what Chief Keith is to the rap game. Hello, hello. Come hey, on, he, now. He, come on. on. He, ain't never gonna get his respect. Ain't never gonna get his respect for for his impact. But his impact, <laughs> baby. Everybody. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 
of of all the players to ever grace the cover of a video game, I think Stephon Marbury is probably one of the worst in terms of like NBA game. And with that being said, and with that being said, we would still never disrespect him and be like, yo, he was trash. Like we would never do that. Bro, everybody Steph- had a pair of Starberries, bro. Everybody. That's the boys was nothing, $20. Nothing but respect for my goat. Nothing but respect for my goat. Hall of no. good. No. Wow. Hall of fame. Hall of Fame, Starberry, <laughs> Stephon Marbury, if you listen to this, you're a friend of the pod, baby. You are a friend of this pod. <laughs> two-time All-Star, two-time two third team that's going in the Hall of Fame. Only thing is, about his shoes, you had to buy like three or four pair of them because you was going to rip them. You had to after about, yeah, had to had them Jumanji yeah. shoes. Yeah, you was going to rip a pair. You was gonna, the lace was going to pull out some, break off some. Yeah, you had to have 100. a couple of them. Twenty dollars shoes wasn't gone. They wasn't built for that. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what, Stephon, we love you anyway. Again, what you did for the hood, invaluable. We we wasn't even getting roasted for wearing Starberries for the first like two years they was out. Nah, year three is got a little hairy, got a little sketchy there. But but you know we was good when it was good, baby. We was we was eating when we was eating. Okay, that I don't care what nobody say. That's my that's that's one of my goats right there. Yeah, they call Lou Will the underground goat. That's the true underground goat right there. A player who recently said that the fans of his team would trade him away for a crumble cookie. Tobias Harris, which hall does he go in? Hall of good, hall of very good, hall of fame. Tobias Harris is going into the hall of good. Mm. And he's been very consistently in the hall of good for at least a decade now, which puts him right at that line of Hall of Very Good. But just like I said, he's missing the accolades. Like, he doesn't even have the accolades that the people that we put in the Hall of Very Good has. And even if you look at the trajectory of his career, whether or not his team was contending or not, we never looked at Tobias Harris as anything more than a number three option on any roster he's been a part of. I mean, on the Pistons, he was, he was, I say he was the number two on that team. Cause who was it? It was that in that 2019, 2020. No, nah, it was Drummond was there, bro. Drummond. Tobias Harris was the third. Blake Griffin was one. Drummond was the second option on offense. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just realized that. Ugh. Hey, Blake Griffin was but, top three MVP vote. Hold on, wait. Not no, no, not not Blake Griffin. Blake was Andre open. Drummond, Andre Drummond should have never been the top five option. He should have never been the top two option in any offense. Ever. But he was. He was though. I mean, but was that a good idea? No, not at all. Not at eighteen all. and sixteen a night is tough, bro. Eighteen and sixteen a night tough. But hear me out. What if you could get him to be fourteen and twenty? Because you're like, hey man, you don't. Y- y- y'all know it's crazy. I'm about to say something that's gonna blow y'all mind, just to show y'all our perception of time and how long it's been since Drummond has been good. Andre Drummond is not thirty. Mm. Andre Drummond is not thirty years old. Bro, well, he was 21 when he, when he was with the Pistons his second year, so that makes sense. But his peak was terrible. Jesus, you gotta think when he was hooping, you talk about at uh 18 and 16, like we was just graduating high school when he was putting them numbers up. Bro, what? He, that was so tough to watch. He that young though. So that, like he's not 30 yet. Remember, remember how like every season went like at the beginning of every season, he would like do something that we didn't see him do last year. For, like, the <laughs> yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you I, I, I'm gonna say what is gonna mess y'all up even more. Steph Curry is older than D Rose. 
Yeah, oh, I, know, I knew that. Yeah, I yeah. knew that. Because he, that's did, still, he did all four years in college. And, I know um, that's still wild to think about, though, because D. Rose was that guy 11 years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's just oh, me wow. getting old, brother. That's all that means. Y'all only a year younger than drumming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. That's so nasty. My jumper better. Hello. I don't, I don't care if he in the league. My jumper better for said. sure. Okay, hey, you, don't ask me to make a left hand layup, but a, a, a game of horse. If the, the Marcus <laughs> got the being pointed at Earth, me or Andre Drummond, I want Ibudala. give me. Give, give me give. <laughs> That's what you gotta do, baby. Because I'm gonna get us out of here. The Marcus ain't putting us in the back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right, the, the last player, the last player that we got to talk about in, in, in terms of uh, the Hall of Very Good, Hall of Fame, uh, I, this is a surprise pick in here, young Jason Richardson. What you thinking? Hall of Good, Ooh. Hall of Very Good. He, he had a nasty bag, bro. He had a nasty bag. See, bro, see, here's, here, here's my thing. Jason Richardson is in the Hall of Good. But we all want to put him in a ve- in very good because when we I know when all the we got in the hoops fairly young we were probably six seven eight but when we all got in the hoops oh absolutely if not younger we were hypnotized by the bag because the bag he had to a seven eight year old looked like he was the greatest thing walking bro, but if bro, you actually bro. put it into perspective he wasn't him now that I think about it, it bro now that I think about it bro he got the same bag as Jalen Brown. Hey, hey, don't disrespect Jason Richardson. Don't disrespect Jason. No, Richardson. bro, no. You kinda no, right, bro. Stop. He kinda he right. He couldn't dribble. He couldn't stop. dribble, but he had a good first step. He couldn't dribble like that. He had a good first step. A he consistent had a jumper. He had bunnies. He had bounce. He could pass the ball out the out the shot quick. He just couldn't dribble. Y'all made it y'all mission to piss me off today. That's what yeah. y'all did. Y'all oh, is, is he lying? Yes. Is he lying? Bro, he, yes, he couldn't dribble. He couldn't dribble again, but he was crazy athlete. But, but can I can I let y'all in on the secret? Can I let y'all in on the secret? There's a difference between when a player knows like, hey, this is my strength. I'm going to stay away from doing what my strength isn't. And they're good at staying away from that. And what Jalen Brown has done. No, yeah, I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm saying they have similar play styles. What I'm saying is, I'm not disagreeing with you on the similar play styles, but what I'm saying is, Jason Richardson had a better bag from the standpoint of he knew himself much better than Jalen Brown does. Jalen Brown is averaging three turnovers a game right now. Jason Richardson never averaged over 1.3 or 1.4 or so. That man knew he couldn't dribble and was like... No. Jason Richardson averaged two and a half. He averaged two and a half. And, 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 go, and Golden State, when he had a high usage rate, when he was that guy, he averaged bro. over two every bro. year except for that, his last that season. Man, that man was a rookie. Rookie pair, rookie him the seventh year, Jalen Brown? That's if we my ta- point. That if we talk about point, seventh bro. year... That is if you talk about seventh year, he averaged 1.3, but his usage is way lower than Jalen Brown's was. He knew better. By that point in time, he knew, all right, bro, like, this ain't what I'm talking But that's the thing. Jalen Brown don't think he can't dribble, though. Like he, that's, And that's my point. It, bro, it's like, it's like you got two homies, one that don't know how to talk to girls that good, but he knows it, one that don't know how to talk to girls, but he swears he is the Riz God. Man, and he'd rather not have on the And he'd be scaring them. 
That's what I'm saying. Because if, if he don't know, he going to mess up the two-man for both of y'all. At least. <laughs> that's, bro, that's my point. That's my point. Jason Richardson was not going to mess up the two-man for everybody, bro. He was. He might not have had it in him. He might have just been sitting on the other edge of the couch from the other shorty. But he was not right. going to mess it up for you. Jalen Brown, Brown going to bring up Kevin Samuels, bro. He's going to do it. He's for sure going to do it. No, but for real, though. Like, like, is you fit friendly and friendly? Like, he for sure gonna do it every time. Come on, bro. Don't listen. I, I, I got you. I got you. I agree. But the bad ones. I agree that their strengths and weaknesses very similar. I agree. I agree. However, however, the self awareness is where the the delineation starts. I hundred percent. I I, I would say prime Jason Richardson is like. You know, not maybe as good as Jalen Brown is, but he was like, you I know, well, well-rounded, well-rounded, yeah, better yeah, than Jalen Brown, sure. more mature than Jalen yeah. Brown. Just, so he, I'll he, give he you that. He just made better decisions. He just made better decisions right. with the ball. Anyway, I know y'all tired of us talking about Hall of Good, Hall of Great, Hall of Man, Hall of uh, Stephen Berry's again. Nothing but respect <laughs> for Michael. Nothing but respect for Michael. Stephen Berry's, man. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that, John. Yeah, I don't know.